the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob Fratz Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Yes, indeed. Our number two is underway now at nine minutes past 10 o'clock on this Thursday, the 27th morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord, 2018. We have just a few days left before what some might see, myself included, as hell on earth. A Nancy Pelosi-led House of Representatives. I'm not trying to be too melodramatic there. I mean, I guess that really is. Uh, dramatic, but I mean, truly, it's what we warned about. It's why we fought so hard <clears throat> to try to win as many congressional seats as possible. Because when uh, Nancy Pelosi gets the gavel back, all bets are off, especially when it comes to our border wall. We're never going to get the border wall funding we need, never, as long as the Democrats control the purse strings. This must get done before the end of this Congress, and that only gives us until January third. And considering the off days coming up, the weekend, uh, the um, uh, holiday. Uh, New Year's Day, um, the odds are slim to none that we get our border wall, unless Mitch McConnell has the guts to do what he needs to do, and we know he doesn't. And that is, of course, to use the nuclear option, so we only need 51 Republican votes in order to get our border wall. How badly do we need the border wall? Well, look at the number of crimes that continue to be committed by illegal aliens in this country. Look at the amount of our resources that continue to be used up by illegal aliens in this country. Look at the amount of deaths that continue to pile up because of the drugs flowing across the border uh, brought in by illegal aliens in this country. Yes, we need a border wall immeasurably, 
Not much has happened in Washington, as best I can tell. Ultimately, the president needs to sign a bill. Schumer needs to give 10 votes for it to pass in the Senate until they finish their deliberations. Hopefully, when Schumer decides that he agrees we need security on our Mexican-U.S. border, we'll be able to go back to work. That's uh, Republican Senator Bill Cassidy in uh, from uh, Louisiana talking about this government shutdown. The only way it's going to end is if somebody blinks. He says Chuck Schumer needs to blink and get 10 people to vote for the president or for this bill so the president can sign it. I'm just not sure that uh, Chuck Schumer would ever do such a thing. Not in terms of the government functioning, but absolutely in terms of securing the southern border. Hopefully, the leverage that is going to be exerted by either side is how do we secure the U.S.-Mexican border. And we don't have caravans of thousands of folks coming every other month uh, to enter our country illegally. question I asked you in the first hour of the broadcast will continue in this hour is this. What's your prediction? Who blinks first? President Trump knows that if he gives in now, he'll never get funding from a Nancy Pelosi-led Congress. Never. So he cannot afford to blink now. Chuck Schumer knows that if he gives in, his party is toast in 2020 because his base will never forgive him or them for giving Donald Trump the money that it takes to build a wall that they all despise. With both of those two extremes opposing one another, neither one of them willing to budge, what's your prediction? How does the government shutdown end? I literally have racked my brain over this for the last several hours. I did the Hugh Hewitt show this morning. I asked people during that time. I thought about it last night. I'm looking at the resolve expressed by the president. I'm listening to his words. I'm listening to the words of Schumer saying, never, not a nickel, no way, no how. And I don't know the answer. How does the shutdown eventually end? Somebody has to crack. Who cracks first? Will it be Schumer or will it be Trump? I literally just do not know. The president says that he will do whatever it takes. That's what he told reporters and troops as he was traveling in Iraq, that he would do whatever it takes to get that wall, and seemingly however long it takes to get it as well. When asked how much money he is willing to accept, if he's willing to take something less than the $5 billion he's been pushing for, the president wouldn't give specific numbers. But remember, his budget director uh, and soon-to-be acting chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, and the vice president have said they gave Senate Democrats a counteroffer that is less than the $5 billion. Sources tell Fox News the offer was around $2.5 billion, with the majority going to border security and a physical barrier uh, at the southern border. That sounds like a blink. Maybe we have our answer. That literally was just a new news cut uh, from uh, Fox News. Uh, literally, just now, if he goes from 5.7 and drops it to 2.5 billion, that's a blink. That's a crack. Will it be enough? Donnie and Euclid, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for waiting. Donnie, you're on the air. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob, and Merry Christmas, and soon and be Happy New Year. Thank you, sir. I'm to you as well. First, first, the first comment I wanted to make was, you're, you're uh, going back to the first hour, you, when you played those, those, those recordings of different people like Barack Obama and Bill Clinton, your, your, your background, your background uh, comments made, made me think of you as the Cleveland talk radio version of DMX. Like the what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I wasn't intending to be that, but, uh, you know, you had to point out the absurdity of what you're hearing, right? Yeah, but going to this, I really think that uh, eventually, I know I know it might not sound that way to you based on that last recording, but I have a feeling that based on his history of being uh, what I would term generously as the slang term for a female dog, I believe that uh, that Chuck Schumer is going to be, uh, eventually blink on this, especially if enough people like your last caller uh, would uh, would flood his office with phone calls. And also, I just think that- I don't think he cares, though, Donnie. I I want to believe that's right. I just don't. I don't think he's going to care that a bunch of red hat wearers are calling his office. That, that they're going to say, you know what? I don't think he cares a lick about that. What he cares about is if a border wall starts being built with money granted by uh, the the Congress, which includes then the Democrats coming along for that by getting ten votes in the Senate. Um, that Donald Trump is going to win again. He believes that if they yeah. fund this at all, Donald Trump is going to be able to say, "See, I told you I'm a deal maker. I told you I would negotiate." with the Democrats and get a border wall built or started or whatever. And it will look like it will look to his base, to to Schumer's base, like you got outmaneuvered by Donald Trump and then it will kill him and them in their own reelection campaigns. I don't think Schumer gives a rip about phone calls coming in. I, I understand what you're saying. But if enough of those callers, if they multiply in votes when when Schumer is up for reelection that could be that could be a difference maker. And also, you said that uh, you were hoping that also that uh, Mitch McConnell would employ the nuclear option. I hope he does. I, I personally hope he does. But my concern, even if he does uh, invoke the nuclear option, is that you have somebody like Jeff Jeff Fake and his, and her girlfriend Christa, Christine Coons, who she spends more time with than any Republican, might be a, might be a barrier to that. Yeah, uh, it may be, it may very well be, Donnie. And, and I'll tell you what, and thanks for the phone call as always. Um, look, uh, t- to me, th- there's, there's really only one outcome here. There's only one outcome here that will satisfy the Democrats. And that is full and total victory where not a nickel goes to border wall. 1.3 billion goes to border security writ large general use but not for a barrier not for a border wall slash fence that's the only outcome that's acceptable to them which means you can call chris coons you can call uh, uh you can call uh, chuck schumer you can call uh, uh kamala harris and call cory Bush. you can call every senate democrat there is and demand they vote for this thing and you're not going to get one iota of movement here's the only thing that i think that could potentially work the flood of calls has to go to Mitch McConnell. Not to Chuck Schumer, not to the Democrats, but to the majority leader. Mitch McConnell has heard the president say go nuclear. He has heard some of his colleagues in the Senate say go nuclear. He needs to hear from millions of Americans telling him, look, when the Democrats eventually, and it will happen at some point, whether it's in two years or four years or eight years or whatever years, when the Democrats retake the majority in the Senate. You better believe they will use the nuclear option to get some major massive piece of legislation approved with just a simple 51-vote majority. 
They will do it. If we are success, let's put it, how about, if we are successful in, in repealing Obamacare, which we have not been, and we will not be because we don't hold the control, uh, the, uh, uh, majority in the House anymore. But if by some miracle we got Obamacare repealed, what do you think the Democrats would do when they took back the Senate? They would then say, reinstitute Obamacare and we'll use a simple vote, simple majority vote to get it done. We'll end the filibuster rule. We will, we will use the nuclear option. They're going to do it. So since they're going to do it, it doesn't matter if we do it first. Now, does it? You can't say, well, if we do it now, you know, we'll pay that price later. Look what happened. Harry Reid did the nuclear option with judges, and uh, he regretted it because look what we were able to do with Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. It's not about that. They don't need us to do it first to have the temerity to do it themselves. They're going to do it. So since they are, let's use the power while we have it now and get this thing done. Tell Mitch McConnell. It's not about telling Chuck Schumer, honestly. 1020, if you're on hold, stay there. I'm coming to you. If you're not on hold, you should be. Get there. Who will blink first, Trump or Schumer? And if you say neither, like I kind of am, how will the shutdown eventually end? I want your answer. 216-901-0945. 888 The Bob France Authority. Right back after this on AM 1420, The Answer. media side and then there's the truth you are experiencing the truth the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer 1025 the bob france authority continues we'll go right back to the phones and chardon is our next destination that's where sean or john rather hangs out john go right ahead john are you there John and Chardon. I heard a click, and I think he may have disconnected himself. It wasn't me. It was your fault, not mine. Uh, talking about the border wall today. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, talking about the border wall today, talking about the funding, talking about the President of the United States, who uh, uh, continues to advocate for, correctly so, obviously, continues to advocate for uh, uh, a border barrier. But uh, as I said in the last segment, I don't know how this ends. I don't know how the shutdown ends. We're in day six, and I don't think it's going to end anytime soon because uh, the president is uh, is kind of stuck here. Let me put it to you this way. What would his base do? What would an army of red hat wearers do when he's up for re-election in 2020 and he starts promising border walls? You don't think immigration is going to be as big of a campaign issue in 2020 as it was in 2016? He made it. His defining issue in 2016. Did he not? And he said, we need the border fence. And we're getting the border fence. Or border wall. And he said, Mexico's going to pay for it. Now that last part notwithstanding, we're not getting our border wall if this doesn't get done now. And how's he going to win in 2020 on the, on the immigration issue having to explain to the American people how come the great deal maker couldn't get it done this time? Right? Which means he can't give in here. He has no choice but to win this fight with Schumer and the Democrats. But on the flip, how can Schumer face his base in 2020? How can the Democrats face uh, find a challenger who can beat Donald Trump 
when he's able to say, I told you I would out-negotiate the Democrats. I told you I would make the deal. I told you I would get this thing built. And they have to hang their heads in shame and say, dang, he got it built. And we let it happen. Do you see what I'm saying? It's lose-lose. Well, let me rephrase. It's, it's big-time lose for the loser. It's not just losing this wall fight. It's then losing in 2020 in a number of ways. And for the winner, obviously, it is just massive uh, two years from now. RNC uh, spokesperson uh, Kaylee McEnany. All 54 Senate Democrats voted to double a portion of fencing on the southern border. All 54 Democrats voted to end the diversity visa lottery. All 54 Democrats voted to move to a merit-based system. And guess what? Voted for $40 billion in border security, more than eight times what President Trump is asking for. What has changed is not the problem, because the problem's gotten worse. What has changed is it's President Trump, not President Obama. They want to deprive him of a political victory. And it's so sad that they are playing with the security of the American people here. It's hypocrisy at its finest. It is every bit that. And she is 100% right. How could she not be? They have all voted for it. They have all supported a border bar- a border wall, a barrier, whatever you want to call it. They have all supported it, but now they can't because Trump likes it. And they have to hate Trump, so they have to hate every Trump, everything Trump does. If Donald Trump came out and said, I like pizza, the Democrats would issue a blanket statement signed by everybody saying, we hate pizza. There's no way you can like pizza. If Donald Trump likes pizza, we hate pizza. Pizza is for elitists. Pizza is for uh, uh, for racists. And I know it sounds silly what I'm saying right now, but isn't everything the Democrats are saying just as silly? Kaylee McEnany, part two. It's the biggest farce to say Democrats are for border security. No, they are not. The facts bear this out. In all four sectors where there is fencing, we have seen illegal crossings go down by 90%. It's okay. common sense. If you have a physical de- barrier, it deters illegal immigration. It's unfortunate. It's sad when you have 10 terror-related suspects a day trying to cross our border, and Democrats will not secure it. Uh, this shutdown is right. The President Trump is acting. President Trump is being strong here. Uh, he's holding firm. It's up to Chuck and Nancy to come to the table and secure the American people by securing our border. So when you hear things like that, the president is right, the president is being strong, the president's doing the right thing, how can he then cave in and say, okay, I'll, I'll take $2.5 million. What $2.5 billion ain't going to do anything? $2.5 billion is not going to do anything. It takes $25 billion, the president's already compromised down to five. If he compromises down to two point five or 2 what's that going to build? Maybe the post's Maybe it'll buy a couple of post hole diggers to build the first two posts for the fence. But it's not going to get anything done. That's why the president cannot cave in. You heard Kayleigh McEnany. He is being encouraged. President Trump, we need you. We need you to be strong. We love you for this. Please do this. Please do not cave in. president can't cave in. In the same way, Democrats are telling Schumer, don't you even think about it. You give him a nickel for the wall and you're done. And their donors dry up. I don't see an end in sight. 216-901-0945, Back after. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. 1034, the Bob France Authority continues. 
The France-a-thon continues. This is hour number five of the broadcast today, as I was privileged to uh, sit in once again for Hugh Hewitt this morning, talking about some of the same subjects, uh, but really coming up, sadly, with no new answers as to how this whole thing is going to end. Uh, we're going to try Navy man Norm in Strongsville. Hey, Norm, you're on the air. Go ahead, sir. Happy New Year, Bob. And to you as well, my friend. Look, I hope you had a very merry and blessed Christmas. I did. I- how was yours? Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm sitting here with my bride of 44 years who is on furlough from the federal government. She's a 32-year employee of NASA, and she's she is of the same opinion as you and me. As long as the shutdown lasts, whatever it takes, uh, she's not getting paid. She doesn't care about that, and she does care about our border security. And I think that all of our senators and all of our congressmen who are federal employees should also feel the same pain that the rest of the uh, federal employees feel. They're non-essential, Bob. They are non-essential employees of the federal government. And I hope President Trump would come out with an executive order and saying, effective immediately, I'm ordering the pay stop for all congressmen and all senators. And let's see how fast they come to a compromise or come to passing something. You know who agrees with that, Norm? Go ahead. Alec- Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, believe it or not. Okay. Yeah, I know. That that airheaded uh, cocktail waitress who actually got uh, some uh, a few people to vote for her in the Bronx to go to Congress, she actually tweeted that a couple of days ago saying that it's not fair that all these other people are furloughed and that Congress gets paid. We should not get paid. And I was like, oh, my God, there's something she said that didn't you know make me just like you know want to blow my brains out because with its idiocy. She actually said something that's accurate. And I agree with you. And and I, and I think they would. I think, um, you know, what they would probably do if Trump did it by executive order, <clears throat> excuse me, what they would probably do is say, well, then you have to do that to your entire staff as well. The president, of course, we know is not taking a paycheck. Um, right. But he, they would probably say, then you have to do that to everybody in your staff, anybody in the uh, in the uh, cabinet, uh, anybody in the in the uh, West Wing, or anybody else would have to also uh, lose their pay then in order to kind of do the tit for tat type thing. Um, and I think he'd do it. And, and and you know what I think, it, it be, and at least I would hope anyway, is because he is worth multiple billions of dollars himself, he'd say, fine, no problem, we'll do that. You're not getting paid, my staff isn't getting paid, I'm not getting paid. And then he would personally, out of his own pocket, write the paychecks to all of his staff so they do get paid during that time. I'm sure he would do that, Bob. And I do too, I, as I, long as somebody gave him the idea. And I'm ecstatic about the fact that he did go to... Uh, Uh, Iraq and visit the troops, especially with our First Lady, the first time any First Lady has gone overseas in a combat zone, and uh, basically shamed those fools while he was either in the air or on the ground. They're mouthing off about (laughs) him not going. I loved it. I freaking loved it. Did you hear hear the roar? By the way, I don't know if you watched his speech or heard it or not. Did you hear the roar from Melania when he introduced her? Oh, yes. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, just out of respect, but second right. of all, I mean, she's a she's a a former you know supermodel, a world famous supermodel, and here she comes to a base in Iraq of a bunch of mostly men, uh, you know, deployed to a war zone when they they get an opportunity to cheer uh, somebody who looks like she does. That well, that was hilarious. They uh, they certainly gave her all of the uh, uh, respect in the world, and they did so. There. And I loved what you said too. Very true. As they complained and tried to make it appear as though Trump wasn't going, and he's the first president since we went to Iraq to not visit them in the 
war zone at Christmas time. He's on the plane, like you said, or on the ground as they're typing their stupid tweets. And then uh, they just they did a great job of, you know, I guess we can say this, uh, um, Norm, the leakers in Washington, D.C. didn't fly on the plane with the president because they were able to keep this one quiet. Yeah, and the reception that he got from our military was astounding. And that is really killing those stupid idiots in the media. Because right now they said, oh, it was, now it's a photo op. Okay, he went there for a photo op. Right, 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 right. People, they called the soldiers props. The soldiers aren't props. <laughs> Bob, it's unbelievable. Listen, Happy New Year to you and all of our wonderful, all your wonderful listeners. And, uh, like I said, I think the president is not going to blink this time. And, uh, you know, we're, we're hunkered down here in Strongsville. Uh, we have, uh, you know, let's just say that we have provisions, uh, that we can pay our bills, uh, on basically what we have salted away. So it's not going to harm us in any way, shape, or form. And my wife is, uh, enjoying her time off. Well, you uh, you thank her for us for that devotion uh, to the cause and her willingness to sacrifice at this particular point in time. And uh, and tell Mrs. Navy, man, God bless from all of us as well. I certainly will. God bless, Bob. Thank you, Norm. Appreciate you, sir, very much. This is what I was talking about with Navy man Norm, by the way, uh, with the president. Well, first of all, at ease, at ease. Let's have a good time. Let's have a good time. And we had an incredible meeting that lasted for about an hour. And... You have no idea what we've come up with. You're going to be so happy. You're going to be so happy. I want to just first say thank you for everything. And on behalf of Melania and myself, we had a great flight in. So I want to thank you, honey. Come say hello, honey. Just say hello. (laughs) I'm very honored to be here tonight. I thank you for your service, for your sacrifice, and keeping us safe and free. I'm very proud of you, and uh, on behalf of our nation, I'm wishing you a Merry Christmas and a happy and prosperous New Year. Thank you again, and to your families. I got to tell you, I love that. I mean, they were respectful of her. She was certainly respectful of them. Uh, but my, my, oh, my, could you tell they loved seeing her <laughs> on that stage. That was uh, the first lady. I got more from the president's uh, uh, speech there coming up in a bit. But first, more phone calls. John in uh, – oh, we, John uh, got cut off before somehow. Uh, John in Chardon is next. Go ahead, John. Hey, morning. Hey, I want to apologize for the disconnect before, Bob. I no worries. I into the whys and wherefores, but I'll, I'll – Yeah, no problem that. at all. Good to have okay. you back. Go ahead. Thanks. Uh, when you talked to Claire Lopez yesterday, the only question she didn't have an answer for was, or an opinion about, was the why uh, President Trump's pulling out of Syria, all the, pulling all the troops out of Syria. And I would speculate that this is another situation where the daughter and son-in-law, uh, the uh, the Kushners, are whispering in Trump's ear. I I agree with that. Reason. Yeah, I agree with that. That that the question I asked her was, well, who is he listening to? If he's not listening to the the military and terrorism experts who are telling him, no, they're not defeated. They are not defeated. They may be uh, down right now, but they're not gone. Uh, and 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 so if he's not listening to them, who is he listening to? And you're right. She said, I don't know. And the answer very well probably is, um, it's probably uh, uh, Jared and, and Ivanka uh, because you know they're the ones who convinced him on this jailbreak bill. They're the ones who have yeah. kind of uh, gotten yeah. his uh, his little 
little leftward turn lately. And so, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, they obviously, maybe he's listening to Rand Paul. You know, maybe he's having more conversation with Rand Paul than we know, because Rand Paul is the one clicking his heels together and celebrating, because he doesn't think we should be anywhere in the world. He thinks all of our bases should be closed, and all of our troops should be here at home, and we should have no interest in what else was going on around the world. So, um, you know, maybe he's listening to people like that, but uh, my my money, like you, would, would be on Jared and Ivanka, because they have his ear 24-7. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you. Sure. The, the the wall. What about the idea that's been kicked around about uh, private funding for the wall? In other words, raising money within never the Republican, huh? It'll never well, happen. Well, why not? I mean, because it's too, group, it was, it's too much money. It's too much money. It's too much money. I I talked yeah. about this a little bit yesterday, John, and I'll and I'll try to lay it out here like like I did yesterday. Thanks for the call. Um, <clears throat> my uh, my father in law actually kind of put this in my head over Christmas dinner. He pointed out what a billion really is. And he's 100% right. He pointed out what a billion really is. There, there's a GoFundMe account that has been started by a veteran, a disabled veteran, right? And it's, I've, I'm tired of waiting for Congress. I'm tired of waiting for the president. I'm tired of this. Uh, we're going we're gonna to build a wall. I'm going to fund the wall ourselves. We're going to start a GoFundMe account, right? It has been, in about a week's time, really, really successful. It has raised over $17 million thus far. $17 million. That's huge, right? Not really. What is a billion dollars? One billion dollars is $1,000 million. It's a thousand millions. We're at $17 million, Which leaves us, help me with my math here, $983 million to go. If this $17 million that has been raised is done 10 more times, well, we're still... Ex- and look, Forget about that, because I'm only giving you $1 billion. The cost that the president is looking for right now is $5 billion. So what's $5 billion? That's 5,000 millions. So to get there... We have to take this seventeen million with an M that we have raised thus far and add to it four thousand nine hundred and eighty-three more millions. That's just to get to five million billion, which is one fifth of the twenty-five billion dollar complete border wall cost. Do you see what I'm saying? People in general, myself included, until I you know you break it down into those terms. We don't have a concept of what a billion dollars is. We th- we hear these terms floated around so loosely. We just you know we just kind of accept it. Wow, but you know Donald Trump is worth four billion dollars. He said ten billion. Lord only knows what his true net worth is. But we hear those billions. We're like you know Mark Zuckerberg is worth what thirty some billion dollars. The CEO of Facebook. We hear these numbers float around. The national debt. It's $21 trillion, and we just hear them, and they go in one ear and out the other. We have no concept of what that kind of money is. So when we say, hey, we raised $17 million for the wall in a GoFundMe account, it sounds like just a boatload of money, but that's because we don't understand what a billion is. You're still $983 million more away from a billion, and they've got to do that four more times to get to $5 billion. This is not going to happen. Long long story short, 
It's not going to happen. We cannot privately raise those funds. Secondly, and most importantly, we shouldn't doggone have to. Because we already have a GoFundMe account for the border wall. It's called Our Paychecks. And our donations are not voluntary. they, They are mandatory under penalty of law. It's called your taxes. And they're automatic. We can't just volunteer to, uh, this this week I'll donate 50 bucks to the border wall. No, it's coming out anyway. It's called your taxes. What we just need to do is make sure our doggone representatives spend it on what we want, want them to. We're already donating to the border wall fund. It's called your paycheck and your taxes. You have a $4 trillion federal budget. $4 trillion every year when we actually do get a budget passed, but that's what we spend every year. This is $25 billion out of $4 trillion, or just this bill is $5 billion out of $4 trillion. There's absolutely no reason we can't get one-tenth of one percent of the federal budget uh, put forth to, toward this wall. The fact that we would have to try to spend more of our money after the taxes on uh, a border wall is simply infuriating, quite frankly. Rabbi Eric is calling us from Cleveland on AM 1420, The Answer. Good good morning, Rabbi. How are you, sir? Good morning, Bob. Good to uh, speak with you. Thanks for taking my call. A blessed blessed and holy Hanukkah to you, sir. Well, thank you, even though uh, Hanukkah's a little bit over with, but yes. Doesn't matter. Christmas is over, too, but you know what I do? I I, I still say Merry Christmas until New Year's. I kind of like see Christmas... That's my week, you know. Once Christmas Day hits, we got another week to have our lights up. We got another week to have our tree up, and we got another week to say Merry Christmas. So I'm still saying Happy Hanukkah to my Jewish friends. So there you go. Thank you, and, and Bob. There's always festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> yes, indeed, there is. <laughs> so go ahead, sir. Listen, uh, are you talking about the standoff with, um, you know, who holds the purse string here? And that's really what's going on between our president and the Congress. And I have an idea, and I, see, I wanted to see what you thought of it, and then I'm going to get off the line here. Uh, basically, if I were in Trump's shoes, and you've got this standoff with the partial government shutdown, which is getting worse, and then, you know, the New Year's coming, we have a new Congress, and things will be even worse by then, and I heard your point about re-election and all that. Yeah. Could he not wait until the 99th hour when the new year comes, the new Congress is coming, and then simply declare a state of emergency, because this is an invasion. Uh, I heard your recording of one of the uh, uh, folks that was saying we got 10 terrorist suspects a day coming over the border. Right. I mean, this is a crisis. It's a crisis of security. There's sex trafficking. There's drugs. It's a major crisis. It's not just about immigrants coming over and taking our resources. This is about critical safety there's an invasion on our border the president i agree i agree could simply declare a state of emergency to build the wall get the army in there building it and bypass this whole game and it would make it would make the democrats have egg on their face because they didn't take the initiative when they had the chance so why not do that what do you think of that bob well, um, I, I like the the thinking. Uh, I don't even think it's it, it would take as much as declaring a state of emergency because you're right. It is an invasion. 
which makes it a national security threat. To to whom do we turn to protect and and and, sec- and secure this country? We turn to the military. We already yep. have in this spending bill, to my understanding, uh, about forty. I want to say about $40 billion more budgeted than was originally requested um, by, uh, by the military, and they're going to increase that by some $40 billion, I think. Why not just sign that? You don't even have to declare anything. You, you, you just say, this money is for the military to spend on national security, and if the Pentagon determines that the southern border is national security and they want to put, put up a wall there, that is up to the Pentagon to do. The funds are already authorized for national security purposes, and, uh, and they ought to be able to do that without any declaration of emergency, just national security. This is what we do. That's a good point. Uh, didn't think of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it, that, that way, no, thank you for the idea and for the point, because I thought about this before. I don't know if I've articulated it, uh, but thank you, Rabbi. Um, I, I have, I've, 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 I've thought it, like I said, I may have even tweeted about it, but, but, but if I remember the, the 2019 military budget that was being, uh, requested by the military, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 700 uh, billion. And then I think the president came forth and the House agreed to something like $740 billion. And I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but that's what my memory says to me, which means there's already perhaps enough for the border wall just in the overage that was being budgeted for the military. You just have to tell the military, tell the new defense secretary who it is, let's apportion some of those funds for national security on our southern border. And that would include personnel and barriers. That to me sounds like the perhaps the least uh, um, objectionable way to go. I don't even know how the Democrats could challenge that. Final segment of the uh, Bob France Authority coming up next, right here on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Starting January 7th on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, this is, uh, this is kind of what I was talking about. Four months ago, uh, August 9th, um, Republicans and Democrats both got together and agreed on a massive military budget increase. The federal budget for fiscal year 2018, which ends, ended on September 30th, included more money for the military than even President Trump requested. He had requested a military budget of $603 billion, which is $25 billion more than the 2017 levels. Congress gave him six hundred twenty-nine billion, so twenty-six billion more. Trump had also asked for sixty-five billion dollars to finance current war fighting, a bump of five billion dollars. Congress gave him seventy-one. The National Defense Authorization Act of twenty eighteen, which set the target budget for the Department of Defense at this high level, was approved by the Senate in the September twenty seventeen vote of eighty-nine to nine. Bipartisan all the way. 
In a rare act of bipartisanship on Capitol Hill, the Senate passed a $700 billion defense policy bill that sets forth a muscular vision of America as a global power with a Pentagon budget that far exceeds what President Trump had asked for. Fast forward. Last year, congressional Democrats did what what might seem like a surprise, given their public posturing, and voted overwhelmingly uh, for the massive defense authorization, 60% 60% in the House and 89% in the Senate. This year, things are a little different. In a vote in... That, 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 uh, okay, again, this is going back to August. According to the Washington Post, the Senate approved a $716 billion military spending bill for the 2019 federal fiscal year. The House had already passed it last month. Yeah, that was the House vote. Now here's the Senate. It's $82 billion higher than the current budget, which was already more than the Trump administration requested. So if you ask me, that's an 80, $82 extra billion dollars in the current budget that the Trump administration did not even ask for. So why can't the president get together with his military advisors and say, it's your job to protect this country militarily? It's your job to protect this country as a nas- our, na- our national fighting force against all threats, including invasions. Well, we're being invaded right now. Stop the invasion. Do we want them to put machine gun uh, nests uh, on, on the border and just start picking people off? No. But we can doggone sure well have them build the wall. we got $82 extra billion. What did it say the wall's going to cost? $25 billion? What's the president asking for right now in the spending bill? Just $5 billion? You got $82 billion extra dollars there right now. Tell the military to do their job. Protect and serve this country. Build the wall. Military's got the money. You can even have soldiers do the work. Hire a contractor to direct and oversee a couple of foremen who know what they're doing, a couple of engineers, and let the, let the soldiers do the work. Military budget. Doesn't sound like it's really even that difficult, to be quite frank. But, of course, it's the federal government, so it is. All right, that's it. That's all the time that I've got. Thanks to the great calls today. Thanks to Samuel running our show. Thanks to everybody who just sat by and listened as well. We're back tomorrow for a free-for-all Friday edition. Curse and I will join us tomorrow. That I can guarantee you. Right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Stay where you are. Mike Gallagher is coming up next on AM 1420, The Answer. Have a great day. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.